Welcome to the Body Smart Podcast, where we remove roadblocks to fitness and health to empower you to master your health habits. We help you become body smart. So um, it'll just be Phil and I today. Cameron is uh, Cameron did rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon, so they should be they should be headed back by now. I'm sure. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> haven't found out if he survived not or yet, so we'll uh, we'll know by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I heard from him last night, but I haven't heard from him today. So up in the air. <laughs> Who knows? It could anything yeah. anything could happen. Um, so tonight's topic. It, staying hydrated as as we age. Um, well, let me open up the chat. Okay. So uh, there was um, uh, Peter Atia, who, if you're not familiar with him, he's a, a physician specializing in, in longevity. Uh, wrote an article recently about um, aging and hydration, and this is something that I, I hadn't known um, much about. Do you want to do you want to introduce that article a little bit? Uh, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. So what Peter Tia essentially talks about in this article is first off, he really goes over the normal consequences of dehydration for mild dehydration that a lot of us walk around with most of the day, but we don't really realize it. And so like some of those consequences or symptoms kind of feels like dizziness, fatigue, confusion, and some lower blood pressure. And then on the severe end, uh, dehydration can really cause kidney damage, uh, high blood pressure, and then in really, really severe ca- uh, cases, um, some increased risk of clotting. Um, but what Pietia really talks about in this article too is how in the aging population or older adults, they're at a way higher risk of walking around dehydrated uh, for a bunch of di- different reasons. And I'm sure we're going to touch on a little bit of everything here. But one of them being that older adults have a significantly lessened thirst response. So if you think about it, our hydration levels really just depend on our input and output of fluids. So our input mechanisms are essentially our thirst. So when we're thirsty, we drink water. That's typically how it works as we're, as we're younger and we're high functioning. And then our output or getting rid of the waters and the fluids is through sweat urine and then respiration or breathing. Um, however, um, Peter Tia in this article highlights this really awesome study that was done in 1981 that I really liked. I'd never, I'd never heard of this article before this study before. So I'll highlight that real quickly. Try not to steal all your thunder, Mark. All good. For, for it. But, um, he did this study, uh, he went, highlighted this study done in 1981 that compared thirst and men, in age, age groups of 75 to 67, and then another group of 20 to 31. And these two groups of men um, went under a water deprivation period, essentially where they just didn't drink. And the results of that study found that the older group of men reported significantly less thirst and consumed significantly less water. And because of that, they exib- exhibited much higher levels of dehydration. So I thought that was a really interesting article that he touched on, even though these these two groups of men, really the only difference in factors was just their age. 
I mean, they went under water deprivation for the exact same amount of time. So, which is which is wild, right? Um, <laughs> the reason that I, I especially like this article because <laughs> Cameron always rags on me for not drinking enough, and I don't. Um, which uh, here we go, there we go. Drink some water on air to uh, to go towards that goal. So Cameron, it's hilarious. He has all over the clinic. He has water bottles. Phil can attest to this too. There's like at least one in every room, and uh, and he goes through it. Yeah, no, that is the truth. <laughs> um, and he chronically has to pee. So and I I can I can rag on him because he's not here. Um, and that is something that I don't do because I I hate having to pee. But it's 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 a uh, it's a problem regardless of age. And part of the issue is that the habits that we establish when we're, when we're younger, it's much easier to carry those over to when we're older. And so if when we're in our younger years, when we can kind of absorb more of that, um, if we're in the habit of not drinking enough, that typically gets more severe as we age. And so one of the other things that he talks about in this article is that um, as we lose muscle mass, that also decreases the amount of water that we have in our body and our cells, right? So muscle has a lot of water with it. Um, and so when we lose muscle mass, we actually lose part of our total body water, um, which means that when we're dehydrated, there's, there's less water available to kind of balance that out, right? When we're younger, healthier, we have more muscle mass, then it's easier to, to do this. And uh, I can't remember, I got to find the specific study. This was from, but it was talking about losing water as a percentage of body weight, right? And so, um, and like, what would that mean for decrease in performance? And after, at about 2.5% of body weight loss through water, performance starts dropping rapidly, um, you know, much more, three, four, five percent. Oh, by the way, how many of you... (laughs) How many of you, drop one in the chat if you feel like you get enough water uh, throughout the day, throughout the week. Drop a two if you don't. I'm a two, for sure. I, I do not get enough water. I just want to see. Um, and if you if you are a one, I want to know, like, what helps you drink enough water? What are the habits? And then if you're a two, what keeps you from, from drinking water throughout the day? I'm, I'm really inter- interested to know. Um because <laughs> like I said, my, my main one is, is I hate having to pee. And it's hilarious because, um, on the days that I do get enough water, I actually feel amazing, right? I feel incredible. I think that's most of us, right? Because our performance is better. Um, the thing that this, this other study I was referencing earlier with percentages of body weight, uh, uh lost in water is, um, if we don't, if our cells aren't hydrated, especially our muscle cells, they can't contract, right? And so, like Phil said, um, in in a little bit of dehydration, that typically means a drop in performance, right? We won't be able to run as fast, or you know, we'll we'll lose some strength. But on the on the higher end, right? If it's our heart muscle that's not contracting, right? Um, then that that causes major problems, right? I literally choke on water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. So um, I'm, I'm with you. I actually uh, confession: this is not water. This is this is flavored water. I dropped some mayo in here because it's the only way I can get myself to drink um, at least a little bit more water throughout the day because it it's flavored. <laughs> um, 
so I want to know what have and, and Phil, let me know what you've what you've heard. What have people heard about how much water we should drink a day? Any any thoughts? What have you heard about that, Phil? Yeah, so I've heard the pretty stereotypical things. I think that a lot of other people have heard is like, oh, the one gallon a day is like the gold standard of the amount of water that you drink. However, I was reading an article recently, I think a week and a half ago, which is kind of funny that we ended up using this topic for this call was, I was reading this article about how people are light or heavy sweaters and what that means for the amount of water that they should be drinking and like the electro electrolytes they should be adding in into like their, into their consumption. And so like me personally, like I'm a heavy sweater. So like I found out that I have to drink way more just to stay kind of on par and keep myself feeling somewhat like a human being comparative <laughs> to like another person who doesn't really sweat that much. They don't have to drink as much and they don't have to bring in as much electrolytes. So I think that is something that's not talked about a lot, but in regards to the information that's out there, it's, it's pretty limited. Even in PT school, it wasn't something that's talked about a ton. It's the very stereotypical, like, Oh, a gallon a day that should, that should do. Yeah. But I think that's very different um, person to person. Which is crazy when you consider that we're like 60 to 70% water, right? Like yeah. you think that's like, oh yeah, I, I know, I know about hydration. And so, yeah, there's some like rules of thumb, you know, you'll see a gallon of water. One of the typical ones is like half your body weight in ounces. Um, and so those can be a good rule of thumb, but, but Phil mentioned something cru crucial is that like, there's other, like, depending on your sweat rate, right? If you sweat more, you're going to need to drink more. And you also lose electrolytes. And so this is one of the really important things. And I think most of us know this to a degree, right? It's like, oh, I got uh, <laughs> to have those electrolytes. Um, but, you know, what, what we need to replace is, is sweat, right? When we sweat, we get water and then different uh, electrolytes like sodium, potassium, some magnesium, some chlorine, and so all of that's coming out. And so if we just drink back water alone, just pure water alone, then we're actually not going to get everything that we need that our body already sweat out, right? We've got to replenish that. And so that's super important what, what Phil said is, is not just the water, but also making sure that we're getting some of those electrolytes uh, back as well to keep our, our systems balanced. And so just remember that, right? What I... I, I <laughs> Not that you didn't drink anyone else's sweat, but but kind of like that combination <laughs> of things. And so this is a really interesting uh, interesting thing is, you know, kind of our common uh, thirst quenchers, right? You see like Gatorade, Powerade, and incidentally, um, those actually aren't the greatest for, for hydration. Um, they, they often have too much sugar and then too little sodium and potassium. We actually need a little bit more. And so there, I'll have to drop this, uh, I don't know where I put the little, let's see if I, let's see if I can find this real quick. Um, oh, let me put that. Okay, never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll post that in here later. But it, it talked about some uh, different drinks that, that we can do to, to stay a little bit better hydrated and to replace some of those electrolytes. And so this was, this is actually surprising. So like I said, Gatorade, Powerade. Not not as great. Uh, typically, too much sugar and, and too little of other things. Milk 
um, actually ended up being one of the best all around. Um, so it's got some sodium, it's got some potassium, it's got some magnesium, and then it's got some natural sugars. And so that actually works really well for, for getting us hydrated after we've exercised, after we've moved around. Um, other things are, uh, I don't know if you've seen like, uh, what's that called? Element. Have you tried that at all, Phil? Yes. Um, that one's really popular now. And then, um, Morden, I think is what it's called. It's spelled funky though. Those are two really popular brands. that's really come on the scene. It's like the, the hydration gurus now that are trying to surpass Gatorade and all that because they advertise, Hey, we have the exact right amount of sodium, potassium, magnesium, and all these other important micronutrients. But yeah, I haven't tried it though. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of suspicious about a lot of the, the supplements out there. Um, just cause sometimes you don't really know what you're getting, but yeah. Right. No, I, I think that's a, a good point to be made is, you hope, right, that uh, that yeah. what you're getting is is what you're getting, but but that's that's not always the case, right? Again, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, supplement industry not regulated by the FDA, and so um, often we find that that the concentrations that are supposed to be in things aren't actually there. Um, typically, like more reputable brands, right? There's there's less less of an issue, but uh, but honestly, so so like I said, milk is a good one. Um, sometimes people will recommend uh, coconut water and putting a little pinch of salt in there and maybe some honey to get some of that sugar, right? Because we need to we need to get our um, uh, our glycogen back in our muscles, right? That that stored sugar back in our muscles um, after we after exercise. So so things that are pretty, like you don't have to go out and buy a supplement. Um, you can you know or have a glass of water and and a banana and, and a handful of nuts, right? Um, you can get those things get those things naturally. Oh, and so this is actually, um, another thing that I, I found interesting. This, this article got me diving down a rabbit hole as I'm, as I'm wont to do. And so, um, when we're considering our total water intake, uh, throughout the day, it doesn't have to just come from water. And, and that's one of the nice things, right? So for people who struggle to drink enough water, um, it can be helpful. So fruits, are mostly composed of water. Vegetables are mostly composed of water, and even things like um, yogurt, right? That still has a lot of water in in it, and even um, like meat. Once we've cooked it, and breads still have about like sixty to sixty-five percent of water um, that they're made of. And so, one of the things that's recommended, you know, as we talk about all the time, is. <laughs> I love it, Christy. She said, "OMG, so milk means I can get hydrated for my lattes. Lattes, after all, there you go. Get some, get some milk." Um, and, and so, processed foods, two things: one, they tend to be more dehydrated, and two, they tend to have way, way more salt um, than what we get in our normal diet. And so, if we're eating a lot of processed foods, if we're eating a lot of, yeah, yeah, if we're eating a lot of processed foods and fewer whole foods, then that means we're probably going to have much more salt than we normally need. And we're gonna to have to onboard more water versus if our diets, more whole foods, more, more fruits, more vegetables, then a, a larger percentage of that water will come through, um, through the things that we eat. And so kind of in general, it, it ends up being about 50 ish percent, just 
drinking water, um, 20% fruits and vegetables, uh, and then 30% other liquids, right? Um, milk, juice, teas, coffees, things like that, that people get some of that extra, um, extra water from. And, and tea and coffee has a mild diuretic effect. Diuretic meaning it makes you pee, but typically it's, it's not significant. There's so much water that you're drinking with it that, that it tends to kind of come out in the wash. Um, so those aren't typically an issue. Alcohol, uh, definitely can lead us to being dehydrated, right? It makes us pee out more water. And so that's, that's an area where we have to be careful plus the empty calories from that. But, um, but if we're, if we're having more whole foods, then we're likely to have, uh, do better with, with getting enough water throughout the day. Um, Phil, I want, I'm going to put you on the spot. Any other things? So mm-hmm. you, you mentioned sweat rate, um, can change how much water. Any other things that you can think of that can change how much water that we need? <laughs> um, I think you, you touched on this for just a second was diuretics. And um, I think uh, it's kind of surprising how much stuff is like a bladder irritant. A lot more th- things are bladder irritants than what you think. So me personally, I'm like a big time coffee drinker. So Cameron has to pee all the time in the clinic because he drinks a lot of water, but because I drink a lot of coffee, I pee all the time too, but it's not for really the right reasons. <laughs> um, um, but I think monitoring, okay, what am I getting in in my diet and what's a diuretic and what's going to make me pee a lot more and cause that output to shoot up a lot more than what we're intaking is really important as well. And then one thing that I forgot to touch on earlier that's really important is as we age, um, I'm sure it's what we've talked about in, in previous um, group calls is as we get older and we decrease in muscle mass and our fat mass goes up is another aspect of dehydration. That's something to think about is low muscle mass can also cause someone to like respond to their thirst differently. And by, what I mean by that is if you have low muscle mass as you've gotten older and you don't have the strength to get to the kitchen to get water to respond to your thirst, um, chances are you're not going to get that water and then you're going to get severely dehydrated a lot quicker comparative to where if you hold on to that muscle mass and you actually have the strength to get wherever you need to go um, independently. I think so. <laughs> this is funny because... Of course, we're going to bring up muscle mass because we always bring up muscle mass and strength and power as we age. And so that is crucial, right? If we don't have enough strength, if we don't have enough muscle mass to keep moving and, and to catch ourselves when we fall, then yeah, things are going to be, going to be a lot worse. So um, <laughs> we've talked a bunch about how, how staying hydrated as we age can become more difficult. And honestly, not even as, as, as we're older, right? It can be a problem at, at all ages. And so what are some practical recommendations? Um, I took a look at this article earlier uh, called, uh, said uh, something to the effect of, do we drink enough? Yes, no, and maybe. And so I really like, they give a little acronym. So it's to ask yourself, what? W-U-T. So what? So ask yourself, what? So the W is weight loss, right? How much weight loss or how much weight have I lost um, uh, during the day or, or overnight. So this is the best to do first thing in the morning. So you jump on the scale and, and how much weight have I lost? So this says that if, if it's greater than 1% of your body weight, 
that's one of the factors, right? And if you combine any two of these, then you're going to be pretty likely to be dehydrated. If it's all three, then you're going to be very likely. So the first, again, is weight loss. Is it greater than 1% than of body weight? Second, urine, right? What's the color of my urine? Is, is it pretty clear or is it definitely like dark yellow, kind of brownish? If it's on that dark yellow brownish, then that's a really good indicator that, that we need some water. And especially, again, if we've lost more than 1% of our, our body weight, then, then we're pretty likely. And then um, T is thirst, right? Are, are we thirsty? And so using these three and kind of doing it at the same time every morning, so waking up and, and how much weight have I lost, how dark is my urine, and how thirsty am I, those can give us a good idea of, of how we're doing with our hydration on a day-to-day -day basis. And so that's kind of the first, uh, the first of the recommendations is, okay, there we go, got my face back, is ask yourself what. Uh, two is starting out the day with some water. And so you wake up, you ask yourself what, go jump on the scale, go to the bathroom, um, and then just onboard some water right after you've done that, right? A glass or two and just kind of get things, get things started for the day. Okay. So we've got what we've got drink a glass of water. And then, as I mentioned before, just eating a diet of, of mostly whole foods and getting a lot of fruits and vegetables, right? A great way um, to, to get water. As I said earlier, we can shoot for a goal of half our body weight in pounds, um, in ounces of water, right? So if I'm a hundred pounds, I'm just making the math easy, <laughs> then 50 ounces of water, um, a day. I'm, I'm much more than a hundred pounds, but, uh, but half our body weight an hour. And then this one, I'll drop this equation, um, in here. So this is during exercise, um, during activity, right? Especially if we're going to be out in the humid, in the, just, just combine those two words, heat and humidity. Those are not one word. So, um, especially if we're out in heat or, or humidity, then our water needs going to be a little bit more, but if about every 15 minutes we can get, so the equation is, uh, let's see. So it's going to be, uh, body weight divided by 30. Um, in... Okay, so this is kind of the, the, um, this is the Galpin equation. So there's an exercise physiologist I followed for a long time. His name's Andy Galpin. This is kind of the equation that he gives for, for how much water we should drink during exercise. And so we take whatever our, our uh, body weight is. I think this one's in kilograms, so I'll have, to, I'll have to get back to that on you. Divide it by 30, and then that's how many ounces we need about every 15 minutes. And so it doesn't have to be exactly on the dot, but if we just kind of keep that in general. Um, and so that's maybe like six to eight ounces for most of us every 15 minutes, right? So if you got one of those just like water bottles, for, uh, you know, the, the, the plastic water bottles from Walmart, 16 ounces usually, right? So half of those, um, or, you know, if you carry a, carry one like this, this is a 40 ouncer or, or different things. And so just like I said, six to eight hour or six to eight ounces every every fifteen to thirty minutes roughly works for most people. And then, um, next recommendation is to, like Phil mentioned earlier, right? You want to drink back what you sweat out. So water plus those electrolytes. And so again, milk, um, coconut honey, or blah, blah, blah. coconut water with a little bit of salt and some honey mixed in can be a really great way too. But just making sure that you're getting the water and, uh, and those electrolytes. 
very unlikely to happen to any of you, but you've probably heard in the news over the years about, uh, they call it water intoxication. So it's called hyponatremia. It, it means that you don't have enough sodium in your cells and, and you get big problems, right? And it's typically not an issue of, of you losing too much salt or you eat too little salt. It's just you onboarded too much water too quick. So I think it was in 2000, the story I remember was like around 2007 and the, this lady died trying to win an Xbox for her sons. It was a, it was a radio competition and who could drink the most water in, in whatever time period. Um, and, and anyway, so on, on the high end of water, right? There's, there's a toxic dose for almost, for almost everything. So, um, but honestly, probably not a problem for, for most of us because most of us don't get enough water. Um, and so those are, those are kind of the main recommendations. Um, and if we stick to those, then we'll probably do, do pretty good. But I really like that, that what, because I think it's a really easy question to ask ourselves. Um, most of us has, have access to a scale. Um, we can look at our urine and we know how thirsty we are. So it's a really good uh, gauge of, of kind of where we're at and, and can give us some, some room to improve there. Um, any, yeah. any final thoughts or any questions, Phil? Or Yeah, no, I really like that, that what diagram right here. That's a, I think that's an awesome checklist to kind of do when you first wake up in the morning. Um, I've never seen that before and I really like that. Yeah. So but other than that, nothing to add on my end. I think you summed everything up, kind of everything that I was thinking. So perfect job on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that is, it's, it's past six already. So that's all we got for tonight. I'll drop um, a little thing in the, uh, probably the general convo and questions room that gives some basic hit points to what we talked about today. Um, and otherwise, we'll catch you on the call on Thursday. Thanks for joining, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Body Smart Podcast. Join us in the Body Smart community on Facebook to share your successes or ask a question for our next episode. Now get out there and take the next step toward living your active lifestyle.